Hello, hello, hello. My name is Robert. I am the recovery guy, and you have entered into the fix. Hello, hello, hello. My name is Robert. I am the Recovery Guy, and it is so good, so good, and so good to be back in uh, the podcast studios today. I'm excited about this week's content, and we're going to just get this ball rolling, give you a little background. Obviously, if there's something I can do for you beyond my content in Instagram, uh, at recovery underscore guy right, at recovery underscore guy, or on my Facebook page, or you can be invited to my private Facebook group, obviously at recoveryguy.org. You can get my podcast on the major podcast channels, the Recovery Guy podcast. Um, If you want to read my blogs, you need to go to recoveryguy.org under the blog section. Once a week, my dear friend Susie records a, um, uh, publishes a blog for us. Last week was uh, uh, Let Go and Let God. Great read from the Al-Anon side of the house. I always like to include my dear friend Susie. Uh, you can follow her on Instagram at Susie D M D, right? At Susie, the letter D M D. And follow her and her wisdom. Incredible insights into Al-Anon, the other side of the table. As an alcoholic and a drug addict, obviously I qualify for AA and NA and and scores of other 12-step groups along the way. But as an adult child of an alcoholic, I qualify for Al-Anon as well. And I do some Al-Anon study, but I use my influences of of individuals such as Susie who are primary Al-Anon individuals. And you'll want to follow her and certainly go look. Anytime you look at my uh, my blogs, uh, once a month it'll say Susie Says, right? And and it's a it's a blog podcast um, or, or published uh, by Susie and you will love her wisdom as well. Hey, uh, today is sober is the new normal. And I'll give you a little bad, bit of background there. Um, but oftentimes people ask me, uh, what other podcasts do I listen to? Um uh, other than my own mind, right? I listen to me on a regular basis because I want to know, I'm going to sharpen my saw, I'm going to listen to what I'm saying because I'm accountable to me as well for what I say to you. But I um, I listen to um, uh, On Purpose with Jay Shetty, great podcast. And I also listen to Quote of the Day, QOD, Quote of the Day. And today, uh, Les Brown was one of the uh, speakers and it's about a 12 to 15 minute um, podcast, which is great for any drive. But Les Brown, in his unique ability to deliver truth, whether I believe it's truth or not, it is truth. Les Brown is a tremendous individual, and you probably might want to follow that gentleman as well. But Les said, sometimes you have to believe in someone else's belief of you until your own belief kicks in, right? Let me repeat that. That is very powerful. Sometimes you have to believe in someone else's belief of you until your own belief kicks in. You know, fish discover water last. A great uh, 
proverb that I learned years ago from Stephen Covey, but fish discover water last. You know, when I first came into Alcoholics Anonymous back in 1986, they told me, we will love you until you can learn how to love yourself. This is a lot of what Mr. Brown is saying. So get into that quote of the day on purpose with Jay Shetty. Listen to Mr. Brown and gain some insight into your personal journey. Uh, because that's what we all have. We have a personal journey that we share on a unity or collective basis, and that gives us our individual and group power. And it's almost like a synergistic effect. Synergy is actually a, a, a science or, or scientific or laboratory term that when you take one element, combine it with another element, you get a third element with its own individual properties. And in this case, it is stronger. So I take what I'm learning, I add it to what you're teaching me while I'm bringing you what I'm learning. And as a result of what I'm learning and what you're teaching, it creates a more powerful, explosive version of me because I take you with me. Does that make sense? Recovery. I, I love the first tradition of Alcoholics Anonymous. Our common welfare should come first. Personal recovery depends upon AA unity. And we were out there individualized, ripping and running, dying on our own. And yet we come into a group, a synagogue, a mosque, a church, a parish, a, a Jewish temple, what have you, and we find a place to lay our head and to call our own. And that, my brothers and sisters, is recovery. Sober is the new normal. Can you dig it? You know, I've said this before. You probably referenced or heard me reference my friend, What Up When, at What Up When on Instagram. And I'm so proud of Wendy. And coming up in December will be five years that Wendy and I, How Time Flies, first started communicating via um, social media. And as I said just in my previous um, uh, Instagram post the other day, Wendy couldn't rub two nickels together and get a dime. She was as hopeless and helpless as we all are when we first get in. She wanted this thing, recovery, so badly, and it was within her grasp, but it just continued to slip away, slip away. Now she's got... Uh, four and a, half, a little over four and a half years, and this girl got a, a promotion at work. She's closer to home. Her relationship is growing with Nick, and her personal recovery with her mom and her dad and her friends is growing, and she is just this sober machine, and I'm so proud of her and so many of you that have allowed me to become a part of your journey. Sober is the new normal. You know, early on in recovery, the world, the word normal was such a, a taboo word, right? And, and I couldn't understand being so abnormal or thought I was. I couldn't understand why using such a word would seem so objectionable to a person committed to personal recovery. I mean, who doesn't want to be normal? I want to be normal. You want to be normal, right? Let me read something to you before I even go on any further. And, you know, this way... If you have a problem with the word, you know, your problem isn't with me. Your problem is going to be with your monotheistic religion or even, even some of the other areas of, of, um, of recovery you may be pursuing. This is from the Big Book of Alcoholics Anonymous, which is the essential, the essential Bible, right? If you're in NA, you have the basic text, which will pretty much tell you the same thing. It says here on the bottom of page 84, as 
and we have ceased fighting anything or anyone, even alcohol, for by this time sanity will have returned. Now this is the beginning of step 10, right? A restoration of sanity, and then we go into the maintenance steps. Thank you, Slow Will, for teaching me that. Uh, we will seldom be interested in liquor. If tempted, we will recoil from it as if from a hot flame. Are you ready for this? We react sanely and normally, and we will find that this has happened automatically. We will see that our new attitude toward alcohol, and you can cross out alcohol and put in any word, substance, or behavior you want, has been given us without any thought or effort on our part. It just comes. That is the miracle of it. We are not fighting it, neither are we avoiding temptation. In other words, we're normal. We're living a normal life. We feel as though we had been placed in a position of neutrality, safe and protected. We have not even sworn off. Instead, the problem has been removed. It does not exist for us. We are neither cocky nor are we afraid. That is our experience. That is how we react so long as we keep in fit spiritual condition. Boom, shakalaka, laka, boom. Is that not powerful? The caveat to it all is keeping in fit spiritual condition because it actually will even say what we really have is a daily reprieve based upon the maintenance of our spiritual condition. That is who we are, right? But we react sanely and normally. So let's break these words down just a little bit and let's talk a little bit about our desire and our expectation of normalcy. So let me go on. As it turns out, the word normal was often associated with the person who could drink like a normal person. And, and, and that would be a person who would have one or two drinks, as they said they would have, right? And they would show up the next day where they were supposed to show up. Once again, cross out alcohol, put in your behavior, gambling, what have you, anything that you want. Gambling is not inherently bad. Gambling is not a bad thing. Gambling, number one, is legal. Gambling is not bad. But if you don't show up for three days after you say you're going to go get milk for two bucks and you end up spending your paycheck that you haven't been paid yet, right? And you show up two days later and you're broke and your mortgage is due and they're ready to tow your car away, maybe gambling is a bad thing, right? Certain things aren't inherently bad. It's, it's how we process them. It's what we do with them. It's how we will react insanely or abnormally toward these things. Now, what was obvious to me was my inability to, to do these things, to act in a sane and normal arena. So, But as I grew in my personal recovery, so did my desire to become normal. It's not as if that desire went away. I said, okay, I guess you're right. I can't be normal, right? Because there's a different definition to normalcy. I give up my ability, my desire to drink or drug like any person who could smoke a joint or have a drink or what have you and show up, again, where they're supposed to, doing what they're supposed to the next day or later on that day. I was not normal in that sense, but the rest of my life, I needed it to become normal. I needed to become a normal dad. I needed to become a normal employee. I needed to become a normal husband, right? Someone who's supposed to going to do what they're supposed to do when they're supposed to do it. I wanted that degree of normalcy. 
When we consider the word normal and set it side by side with the word sober, they really seem to go hand in hand. For me to become normal, I must become sober. And once I become sober, normalcy is within reach. Is sober the new normal? In my personal life, you bet it is. Most everyone I know leads a normal life. People in recovery lead a normal life. You would never look at us and say, oh, you must be alcoholic. You must be drug addict. You must be a compulsive overeater. Oh, you must have been addicted to pornography. You must have been addicted to gambling. No, because we appear to be normal. We react. We act sanely and normally. You know, the word sober, it means moderate. It means serious. It means sensible. It means solemn. It doesn't even necessarily have to do with abstinence. Although, for me to have sobriety, I must be abstinent from alcohol to achieve a physical sober life is the basic requirement to, to normalcy, to living a life of sobriety. Abstention, right? not affected by alcohol. And I'm not affected by alcohol. I can go into a store. I can offer my wife a drink. You know, I can do those things and I'm not affected by alcohol. Why? I don't, I don't care. I, I've reached a position of neutrality. Now, if you're new or relatively new to the program of Alcoholics Anonymous, proceed with caution, right? I'm not necessarily saying go out to the club and do this and that and the other or sit at the bar, which is can be a dangerous thing regardless of where you're at. You know, Scott Shields told me early on, and Scotty is about 18 months ahead of me, still sober, by the way, about 18 months ahead of me, and Scotty said, you know, let's go to the club. There's this great band over there. I want to dance, and I want to go have a good time. I got a few of my friends from AA going. I was like, no, I can't go, man. I said, no, you're fine. I was a few months sober at the time. No, you're fine. We can go. Just stick close to me, and we'll be fine. You know, I went there, and I... And it was like, wow, I'm normal. I'm clubbing. I'm doing this and I'm doing that. I'm drinking my dad's soda. I'm involved in things and I got my first taste of it, right? Now, again, if you don't know how to swim, don't jump into the deep end of the pool. This is where I really believe you need to be working a program of recovery. And that includes going to meetings, reading your recovery material, staying very close with the sponsor, doing service work, doing all the things. But normalcy is certainly within our grasp. Normal means usual, standard, typical, common, ordinary, customary, conventional, habitual, right? I love the word habitual because, again, when we look at, the, at step two, came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity, if insanity, and I've said this before, I'll say it again, I will beat this horse to death. Insanity is doing the same thing over and over again and expecting a different result. Well, for you and me in recovery, we do the same thing, right? Recovery, we work the plan of recovery. Whether you're in a 12-step program that is secular or religious, um, like Celebrate Recovery, or you're going through your church, the LDS has a great Reformers Unanimous to the Baptist Church, Buddhist Network has a great plan of spiritual recovery as well. We, we find that plan that works and we work that plan, right? Remember, here, here's, here's the deal on that. You know, and, and again, I'm going to be formulating a talk. Have I told you I don't like social media recovery? <laughs> I think I've said it more than once, right? 
and and I've, I've got to formulate this thinking. I've got to do a little bit more research. But people love to learn. They just hate to be taught. Right? Can you dig it? People love to learn, but they hate to be taught. Somehow, you teaching me, it's almost like a personal front. Oh, I'm going to learn this on my own. Really? Like you learned everything else on your own? Right? Like what you learned on your own to get you beaten and bruised? No. We need leaders. We need someone to follow us. I love being taught. I love keeping an open line of communication. Again, my five, Steve. Steve M. Slow Will, obviously my sponsor. Fast Eddie P. Buddy C. And Scott Shields. Each one of these men can teach me anything because they know I truly love to learn. If I tell you I want to learn but don't want to be taught, I really don't want to learn. I don't want your advice. That's what's your opinion, right? I'll shop opinions. And when I find an opinion that works for me, I'll use it, but it's usually based on my own ego. And the other thing is recovery. The plan of recovery isn't like a buffet, it's not like we go into a, a chuck wagon or a chuckorama here in, in Salt Lake uh, or a sizzler, as you may know. When I was growing up, we called them smorgasbords, right? That's an old phrase. And I would go in there and I would look and say, you know what? I like this, but I don't like that. Oh, I want some more of this, but I don't want any of that. And, and we pick and choose and then we wonder why we're a bundled mess, why we're not normal, why we're just... We don't have any other victory other than not drinking or using or throwing up or whatever our behavioral challenge is, right? We're just sort of abstinent without moving toward normalcy. I want to be normal. I want to be looked at and considered, wow, I would never guess Robert was in recovery. I would never guess that Robert had a problem with alcohol or drugs, or he couldn't get away from the blackjack table or the 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 uh, the slot machine, or or he was throwing up three or four times a day. I would never imagine that of him. Why? Because and and it's not because of how I look, but when they see how I act, that is what brings us our sense of normalcy. We react sanely and normally. And this seems to have happened automatically. Again, the caveat is we are in good spiritual condition. Are you in good spiritual condition? Are you striving for that? Understand that normalcy is not, it's not a, it is a one size fits all because we can all achieve it through the same like plan, right? So even if you're getting a plan and you're Muslim and from, from your imam, and, and, and you go into your mosque, you're learning. We're basically learning the same thing. We just may have a different path on how to get there, right? Same with um, if you're Jewish, right? You may listen to your rabbi and I may listen to my pastor, but they're essentially the same, the same thing, right? The path to enlightenment is surrender to a power that is greater than who we are and seeking out their truth, their power, their insight into our personal life. That is how we achieve a sense of normalcy, right? Just like steps one, two, and three of recovery. I can't, he can, and I think I'll let him, right? Once we enter into that arena of submission, right? Uh, earlier today, someone had posted on one of the Facebook groups that I follow about you know, you you took me as a person of being weak, 
Well, hell yeah. I want you to know that I am weak. It is only in my weakness that I can become strong. <clears throat> it is only within my surrender that I have victory. It is only within my saying I have no power that I've gained power, right? I go from the carnal man to the spiritual source that lives within me. We can be normal. And again, normalcy is in stages. Some people, and it's recommended, and, and I love the analogy or the metaphor of swimming or even hiking, right? Or even training for a marathon. You don't wake up one morning and say, you know what? My friend Jenny M., She's a, a wonderful marathon runner. Maybe you're a runner out there. I'm not one of them. I've got two artificial knees, and uh, I wasn't really a runner with good knees. I'm not going to be a, a runner with artificial knees. But my friend Jenny, uh, she's in training. My, my children have trained for running as well. And in a marathon, what, 26.2 miles or whatever that crazy distance is. I admire people who can run that long. I'm a big soccer fan, Real Salt Lake, right? And, and so I watched these guys run and run and run and run and run. They didn't start out that kind of running right away. They got into condition. Like my, my grandchildren, right? Laura and I have eight grandchildren. And I'm just watching our grandson, Robbie. Robert, pardon the fourth. Praise the Lord. Um, he's a little, he's a, what, 14, 15 months old now. His birthday was September 1st. So just watching him walk. But before he did that, Robbie was like rolling over, right? And then he would get up on his knees, right? And then he would start to crawl. And then he would start holding onto the table and learn to stand up. And then he started to let go of the table. And then he took a step toward mama and dada and he started walking now. He comes over to the house and he's like, run to the house. What can I find here? What can I find there? It's the same thing with normalcy. As we grow in our confident sobriety and learning the things that we need to learn as we go all along our way, we enter into a new sense of normalcy. Right In the beginning, we've given up on all positive relationships. So one by one, we start to have healthy relationships, a return to normalcy. Some of us never felt normal. Some of us always felt a little out of place. It's one of the reasons I started drinking and using when I was 14 years old. Because this love disorder inside of me mandated that I seek relief for that, as Father Martin would say, seek relief from that which is uncomfortable, which was my feeling of abnormalcy. I just didn't feel like I fit in, right? So I needed to medicate from that. Now that I'm sober, I realize, you know what? I fit in anywhere, don't you? Because you do, whether you know it or not, just like that quote from Mr. Brown. You know, Believe in someone else's version of you until you can establish your own personal belief. Love, let us love you until you can learn how to love yourself. Sometimes people will say, man, you look fantastic. Well, as a former obese person, I wasn't willing to give myself credit for looking good. Now, a great accomplishment is, you know, I've been, I've been thin for a number of years now, or in shape rather, 
I'm really not thin. I still weigh 228 pounds. But you know what? I'm 6'2". I'm sort of built kind of broad, right? I can carry that weight. Uh, my cardiologist says it's okay, so I guess it's okay. So, but you know what I do? I go and I, I can wear pants seasons in a row. I don't outgrow my clothes anymore because I've reached the state of normalcy. What are you looking to be normal in, right? That's one of the things I want to challenge you in. Normalcy is not in a vacuum, just like sobriety isn't in a vacuum. We may stop drinking. I stopped drinking finally after my 71-day relapse. I stopped drinking on April 24th. Therefore, my sobriety date is April 25th. Even though I stopped drinking in a vacuum, I got sober in an instant. Sobriety came over time. As my sobriety increased, my sober way of thinking, my solemnness and my approach to life, my, my moderate attitude, my being clear-headed, my seriousness toward life and my finances and relationships, when I was sensible, all those other things, then I began to be more typical, more standard, more usual, more ordinary, more customary. You see how they go hand in hand? One relies on another. We don't become normal without being sober and we don't become into that arena of sobriety, right, without without not drinking or using or the other behavior. We must stop the behavior. We must follow a plan that, in this case, demands rigorous honesty. Without honesty, without admitting that I surrender, trust me, you won't want to do this. That's why even the other day I had mentioned in an Instagram post and I'll elaborate on this on another post later, just to further explain myself. But as a life coach, if, if you're not already doing something, I'm just going to piss you off, right? Because I need you going in a direction because I'm not going to be able to push a car. My friend Bobby, Bobby Moody today had mentioned something on Facebook and, and, and along the same lines, I said, yeah, Bobby, um, I'm not, you know, unless I put my car into drive, it's not going to go forward. As long as I stay in park, as long as you are in park, as long as we stay in park, we're not going anywhere. As long as I reject the think that I'm powerless over alcohol or other drugs, again, cross out alcohol, put in whatever you want. And my life has become unmanageable. I'll never get sober. And I could tell you how I stopped wanting to feel abnormal all day long, but unless I'm sober, I won't achieve sobriety. And as, as I grow in my sobriety, I attain a sense of normalcy. Don't be afraid of the word. Use the word. Celebrate the word. Share the word. Make it a goal of yours. Where do you want to be normal in? Maybe it's just a relationship. Maybe you want to be a normal worker where you actually show up to work on time and you reach the expectation of your supervisor and you leave when you're supposed to leave. And at the end of the 40 hours, you get this paycheck. Kind of a beautiful thing, right? Maybe that's what you want to be normal in. Find out where you want to be normal and apply the steps of your personal sobriety to that degree of normalcy and watch how they go hand in hand. Thank you so much for your time today. Sober is the new normal. Be normal. Be sober. Be like those who have gone before us. 
Rarely have we seen a person fail who has thoroughly followed our path. Those who do not recover or find a sense of normalcy are people who cannot or will not give themselves to this simple program. So if you're not achieving a sense of being sober, a sense of sobriety, and transitioning into normalcy, ask yourself, is it because you have a grave mental or social disorder that prevents you from doing it? Or you just don't want to because, again, rarely have we seen a person fail who has thoroughly followed our path. So whether or not the path works has already been determined by countless millions upon millions of others. The common denominator is always going to be me. I need to cease fighting everything and everyone in order to achieve my normalcy as a direct result of my sobriety. Hey, thank you so much for listening to me today. It's been a great time. 28 minutes sure does go fast when you're having fun. And I hope you've enjoyed this as much as I have. Follow me on recoveryguy.org, at recovery underscore guy on Instagram. Let me know what I can do if you want to follow me on Twitter, uh, at recoveryguy1986. Check it out. See what I can do for you. If you're looking for a sober coach, let me know what that looks like and we can have that conversation. In the meantime, we got sick apart and we get whole together, right? We were broken, now we are whole, we were sick, and now we decide to become well. You let me know what I can do for you. And as always, my name is Robert and I am the Recovery Guide.